You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another, let's go with friendly episode of Ask Drone You. Today we've got a question. It's controversial, so all of you will like that because it's gonna it's gonna spark some conversation at home, and it's uh it's important, Rob. It's an important thing to discuss, uh, which is imagine this world, imagine this reality. You buy a drone, and you have to pay for every deliverable that you create with that drone. Imagine if you had to pay a subscription fee to make a map with your drone because it was different than taking photos or video. Is it really that different? No. But what if you had to pay a subscription fee to be able to do extra services with your drone? How would that make you feel? That's what I thought. Welcome to the show. My name is Paul. <laughs> I'm Rob, but aren't we already doing that? Not really. No? I mean, I, I mean, if you I, get data from your drone, don't you have to pay a subscription to a Pix4D to actually do anything with it? Well, I could use something like Open Drone Map. I don't have to use Pix4D. But I'm saying, like, what if the drone would not fly an autonomous mission without paying a service fee for that? And the service fee, so it's like Pix4D Capture, right? Or it's like Litchi, or which you pay for Litchi. Or it's like uh, Drone Deploy, you pay for that too. But you don't pay for the autonomous waypoints in DJI Go 4. You don't pay for it in Ground Station Pro. You can download Ground Station Pro, you can pay for the extras and whatnot, but you can still run basic mapping missions. You don't have to pay Mm -hmm. DJI to say, hey DJI, I wanna make a map of this cool building. Didn't they do something a while back already where you had to pay to be able to process, to use the raw files from one of their cameras or something? What was that? It was like a pro level. Oh, you the Cine SSD yeah. on the X7? So that's if you want to shoot raw video. Yeah. But you pay for the product and you can shoot as much raw video as you want. You're not. But it's it was not a, a recurring charge annually, wasn't it? I don't remember. I could I don't be remember wrong. either, I honestly. I just wonder if it's uh, playing devil's advocate, if this is really outside of what's kind of already happening in many respects. I mean, what it comes down to in many respects for me is, is it simply a business model of a particular vendor that you would have to choose to use or not use? Yeah. Now, if they're so good at what they do that they have the best option and that's the business model that they choose to deploy, and now you're kind of stuck there, well, you could be pissed and frustrated, but is this a capitalistic society or not? I mean, what world do I we... I would know? argue it's it's actually not because of so much regulation, but that's, that's me. That is another show <laughs> for another show. <laughs> Uh, well, let's it get would in- be fun to talk about. But it, it would. Let's get Anyways. into today's question because Rob brings up a lot of really important points here. But also to kind of, you know, uh, hop on the back of the devil's advocate over here, which I really don't want to do figuratively or physically speaking. Um, but uh, to uh, hop on the back of that argument, um, aren't a lot of businesses doing the subscription model? Aren't they offering a cheaper rate to acquire uh, things on a monthly scale. So let's go ahead and hear that question before we go any deeper into what if your drone 
was subscription-based. And I don't mean any software. I mean the drone itself. I mean if DJI would lock down the third party, Mm -hmm. and so you couldn't even do uh, autonomous missions. That is the level of what we're talking about. But let's go ahead and play that question. First, our sponsor... Are you a part of a drone team? Are you a drone service provider who's looking to scale your drone team? Well, we know that managing people, managing equipment, managing drones, and training those pilots can be extremely difficult, especially when you have numerous pilots that you're trying to train. Here at DroneU, we have seen more drone programs fail than succeed. Not programs that we have trained, but programs that have gotten training from consultants, from DSPs, and from entities that don't have a lack of They don't really have the experience. Now, how do we solve these problems? Because at the end of the day, those drone teams disappearing, companies spending money on equipment that's never fully utilized, that's going to hurt the entire drone industry if programs fail to launch. This is why DroneU built the props program. Props was built to help make managing drone teams, training, and equipment a lot easier. Because props produces drone pilots, who are different from any other school. DroneU already has that reputation, so how can we further scale this propensity? It's the props program, because DroneU builds professional, reliable operators who practice safety. If you're a drone program or team, and you're looking for a way to figure out who is the right person to fly drones in your business, have they caught the bug? Are they struggling with the training material? Are they really getting through it? And how can I know if my pilots are proficient instead of current. Because we all know a lot of drone pilots can be current, they have their 107, but it doesn't mean that they're proficient in the operation. It doesn't mean that they can get the operation done consistently over and over again. And it doesn't mean that they pay attention to details. So how can you ensure that you're building the right drone team, that they're getting the right information? And how can you ensure that they're going to be able to perform in the field as they were trained? Well, with augmented reality scenario-based training, if you want to check it out, Check out propsflightschool.com. Hey, Paul, Tom, again, another question for you. I was wondering, do you think in the future we're going to start seeing more subscription-based uses for drones where you basically lease the unit from whatever company produces the software? Then you'll have access to their software and the drone to use. I know EagleView is starting to do this with Skydio uh, for some of their automated inspections and damage detection. I know, uh, was it Kaspersky is doing it too? I think Loveland Innovation is doing it as well basically leasing you a drone to use their software. Just wonder what your thoughts are on that and what you think the future may hold. Thanks again. (laughs) That's going to be fun. Tom, thank you for the question. Uh, Always appreciate you uh, reaching out. And uh, yeah, we love hearing from you. We'd love to hear from you as well, whether your name is Tom or not, or Bob or Bill or Sue or June. Or Mahesh or Guarov or any, any of Any of y'all. Uh, anyways, askadroneu.com. We so appreciate the questions. It's what makes the show go. And we enjoy the show. So we hope you'll send in more questions. We really do. Um, yeah, there's so a lot of times getting into something like this, it really is a, a function of perspective. And I, and I almost feel like we're kind of just coming into this with two different perspectives. So what I hear him saying is that you've got a business model whereby the, say, the, the drone producer slash manufacturer, you're not buying the drone. You're leasing the drone from the very beginning. And there's actually somebody that I need to talk to you about who's reached out to us to set up a training program for their pilots that is doing just that. But it's because it's a ten fifteen thousand dollars drone. Mm. And sounds like all the new American drones coming out. 
Yeah, and it's not <laughs> it's not any of those that it, I know it does, and it's it's another company that's that an issue I, for Remind show. me to talk to you about this because we need to talk about it. But that's exactly what they're doing is they're leasing the drone, and then it goes and it does all the things it's been built to do. But this is a very specialized use of the drone. The drone that you're talking about is the COVID nineteen drone, right? The one that mm-hmm. goes in and blasts the whole. That's place. one of the things that it does. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. No. See, in that case, I I feel like I'm not, and I I sound like such a millennial here, so just just let me play the role (laughs) for a second, okay, and then I'll drop it off. But I feel like such a millennial because I'm like, well, that doesn't offend me, Rob. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. Don't want to offend you. No, it's a safe place. Um, I know, I hate that too. Uh, But in that particular instance where you have such a specialized aircraft doing a specialized job. Uh, I don't know. I would still say the businessman in me would want to own the aircraft, but I understand that particular context. The context that we're talking about here is imagine I've got a Mavic 2 Pro right there, eight feet from me, right? Imagine if I wanted to do a roof inspection with that drone and let's say Eagle View. I'm not having to pay a subscription to Eagle View, right? That is a given, right? If I want to use a processor like Eagle View, okay, I'm going to pay for that. That is that is an added cost that we are used to bearing, okay? What I'm talking about is if I had to pay DJI to be able to unlock the SDK for Eagle View's acquisition flight plan to communicate with the aircraft and say, go fly this. That's what we're talking about. Understand. And so a couple of points that I would make with that, I think for me... One of the primary issues is, did I know that up front before I purchased the drone? Yeah. So if I knew that and made the decision to purchase it and move forward with that option from the beginning, well, then that's on me. But if they change that midstream after I've already purchased the drone, well, then I would probably have a problem with that. That is a very important point because that is also what we're talking about here in regards to a particular manufacturer, which we are not going to name. I would also like to make it clear that what I just mentioned in the example is not what DJI is doing, okay? We uh, are aware that a manufacturer in America is planning on using an existing aircraft to now be subscription in order to perform certain jobs. Uh, And we saw the example of this last week, and we were kind of like, shake my head. I, as a millennial, was offended, okay? Um, (laughs) I'm not, well, I look at it like this, right? It's like if you buy a circular saw, and now you have to pay for 10,000 spins, but you can get the full package at unlimited spins, right? Why is DeWalt going to limit my number of spins? That's kind of, that's, that's why I understand the argument and the question of, you know, hey, uh, if we're, it's kind of like what the Supreme Court already said about this issue too. If you purchase a product, you cannot take features away from it. So I would warn the manufacturer who's planning this might be important to do some research. You mean like Tesla does? Isn't that something that they do? Are we supposed to talk positively about our clients? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Yeah, true. Anyways, Um, I'm just stating the facts, but... um, I would actually... uh, One thing about a Tesla, I would never buy a Tesla because I want a physical key. If I'm driving out in some super rural area that has like no cell phone service, like I mm. just want a physical key. Elon, please make a key and I'll I'll buy all the Teslas. (laughs) All of them. Wow. (laughs) Well, I mean, you got to be able to compare them, right? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) And and so again, Tom brings up a great point. I think the, I mean, clearly the answer is yes. We're already seeing it. He, He 
mentions a couple of examples in his question. There's others that we are aware of, whether it be considered a lease, whether it be considered a, a subscription model. In some respects, you could put them into the same bucket. But we all know that that is a major part of our economy nowadays. In fact, there have been apps and so forth created to help people realize what subscriptions they're paying for, right? To help you not pay for things that you're not using. So it's just a part of our economy now. And it's a great business model. I mean, duh, we, there <laughs> we kind are of are using it. There are benefits for people who are try, who are attempting to break into new exactly. verticals and try things. I, I, I get that. I, I do get that. But I also understand um, the flip side of the coin. I think that you really hit the nail on the head that if you buy the aircraft, not knowing that you're going to have to pay a subscription to unlock certain features of said aircraft, mm -hmm. then that's on you. Yes, I hear that, but I also think that it needs to be extremely clear if certain features are going to be limited from an aircraft, that that needs to be explicitly clear in marketing. Yeah, that, I, And I don't I, think that's going to happen. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. I, I was just making the point that if that particular manufacturer or producer changes things after you've purchased yep. it, in terms of understanding what it will do from the very beginning, yeah, I mean, I, you have to take some personal responsibility for what you learn about the product you're buying, but it's absolutely incumbent upon the manufacturer to let you know all of the pertinent information, right? 100%. That presumes that what you're trying to do is something that is normal for their particular product because if they don't know that you're going to try to do X because that's not what no, most people do with their product, well, then maybe that's another issue. So you can see how this gets very fun <laughs> very quickly. But I think in the end, it's pretty straightforward. I don't know. Subscriptions are here to stay. That's the bottom line. Hey, look at look at Disney. Subscriptions saved their butts. Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. There Saved are their there, butts. Yes, you make a lot of good points, and like I'm like, uh, I'm, it's funny. I really don't feel like I land on a particular side of this issue. I there agree. are I so agree. many complexities to it. True, but when the precedent in the market has been set to expect the ability to fly autonomous missions, yeah. take any sort of media that you want. And that is the expectation. As soon as we retract from that expectation, there are going to be serious problems. And here, let me give you this example, Rob. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, I hate to bring this example up again, but it's just so flawless. This, the perfect example is the Boeing 737 MAX, mm -hmm. right? If Boeing would have just put out the military version of the MAX that had double redundancy on all those sensors, that would have potentially caused a different outcome in the two crashes. Those two crashes also, those pilots did not nearly have enough training. That said... As aviators, redundancy is everything. It's everything. Even if you fly a powered parachute, you've got two magnetos, not just one, okay? So I would say that we have to be so careful when the expectation, right, in the aviation world was redundancy, and then all of a sudden now we're pulling redundancy away from the shelves, all of a sudden unintended consequences are going to happen. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to say is that the precedent and the expectation is that uh, you buy a drone, you can do whatever with that drone. You, you, you can take photos, you can take videos, you can also fly a map. Mm -hmm. As soon as we start taking things away, um, well, either one of two things is going to happen. 
the audience is going to reject it and not purchase said aircraft. And then the market speaks for itself. Yeah. Or you have something like what Skydio did where they sell you a drone and no remote. And then you're like, oh, wait, I got to, I got to buy the, I got to spend extra money for the remote, you know? And then you're still not ultimately in <laughs> control. So, hey, whatever. <laughs> it's like you go to buy a car and you, they deliver it with no tires. Or a steering wheel. Or, or no a steering wheel. wheel. Or no yeah. steering wheel. Here's the car. You guys got this. You're smart. You're like us. You're all from Silicon Valley. You're going to be just fine. To be fair, you can fly the Skydio with your phone, right? You don't have to have their remote. Is that true? <sighs> Technically, that is true. Can you fly it anywhere along the lines of transmission distance that is advertised? Absolutely not. Gotcha. Okay. Does it come with the wand regardless or is that extra as well? That's extra as well. Okay. Just curious. You know what else is extra? Batteries, case, every accessory that you'd normally get when you buy a Phantom, but hey, whatever. No, but it comes with one. It comes with some of that, just like a Phantom. Phantom doesn't have a wand. I got to be fair to Skydio, okay? Um, I mean, when I buy a Phantom, I get a remote, and I get a battery in that remote, and I get a charger for that remote. Yeah, and- I mean, so <laughs> options. Buy the one that you want, right? I mean, that's it's that's how cap. That's how the world works. Is there's different product options, and they have their different purposes and philosophies. And if you don't like it, don't buy it. That is right. That right? is right. I just yeah. yeah. Also, in our next uh, show, though, we're going to talk about how even though if we don't like something, we don't have to buy it. Well, it looks like there's a new executive order that is going to inhibit certain people buying certain drones. Mm. So stay tuned. We're going to have that here next. But first of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has put out a question. Please throw in your questions. AskDroneU.com. Also, to all the people on Facebook who are like, DroneU... I, we really love you. And some people have said not just for the drone training, but for the entrepreneurial mindset training. I just want to leave the door open. If you've got entrepreneurial-based questions, throw them in there. We love, love, love answering those questions because we live in a world that tries to crush the mentality of owners and entrepreneurs when it's the only true method to wealth. And so we want to be proponents of entrepreneurialism because in my opinion it's the only true way to liberty in fact even mark cuban said that and i really don't like mark cuban but mark you are right so that said the uh and even george washington you know why i want to make a lot of money so i can have liberty i can do what i want and so entrepreneurialism you are the ultimate you are ultimately responsible just like a pilot (laughs) just look at the people who have money and see if they do what they want at all levels uh, of yikes. life. Anyways, we don't want to go down Dark that road. rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you again for joining us. Please throw in that question, askdroneu.com. If you are a drone team, if you are enterprise, or if you are even building a drone for specific uses, I would say reach out to us. Check out the Props program. It's a phenomenal platform that is modular. Uh, We are already working with one particular manufacturer to help them uh, scale up their training. So if you are interested in helping kind of get your product out there and trying to get more diverse and full use of said product, don't be afraid to reach out to us here at DroneU uh, to get that in the Props program. Um, I got to say, Rob, In just the first week of props, we have signed on, I think, more people in props than we signed on the entire, what was it like when we started DroneU? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really not even comparable, but 
we didn't even, we haven't really fully launched it. We haven't done a proper launch yet and it's already like flying off the rails. So we're really excited that it's really resonating with people. Yeah, it's uh, something that we're proud of because of what it's going to do for organizations and teams of drone pilots. Mm -hmm. After three years of work, we are here. Anyway, check it out, propsflightschool.com. If you have a question, askadroneu.com. But thank you, all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. Have a great day. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.